Balance and Falls Special Interest Group of the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, a component of the APTA, is bringing you this episode today. I will be your host. My name is Marissa Lyon. I am in my first three-year term as a nominating committee member of the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group. As our first episode back after a long break and our first episode of 2023, I'm bringing you a very special episode. In the late fall, I took some time to interview a number of the leadership of the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group. I'm hoping today that my conversations with them allow you to get to know them a little bit better so you have a better sense of what the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group is doing and hopes to do over the next couple of years. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now I'm talking to Michelle Collins. So Michelle, go ahead and start telling me what is your physical therapy journey? So what I mean by that is where did you go to school? Where have you worked? Um, and what current roles do you hold in the world of physical therapy? All right. Well, I graduated from Cleveland State University in 2010, and I was a member of their first DPT class. And then I went to work for University Hospital St. John Medical Center in the suburbs of Cleveland. And I worked in acute care for about a year and then transitioned to outpatient um, with mainly a practice focus of individuals with neurological conditions. And I found my niche with concussion and vestibular rehab. Um, next thing I know, I was kind of had an affinity towards the management track and taking on more responsibilities. I was in a lead role pretty quickly after starting and then became the supervisor of outpatient rehab services. So PTOT speech. And I was in that position for about 11 years. And more recently, I started the full-time move to academia. Um, this is my second full academic year as an assistant professor of practice at Cleveland State back at my alma mater. Um, so I feel like my PT journey has come full circle. And, you know, to be honest, Marissa, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge that my PT journey started with my sister. She's 10 years older than I am, and my parents traveled a ton in their retirement years, and I would go spend three or four weeks of my summer in Michigan, where she was starting her first job as a physical therapist. Oh and my I got gosh. To, I know, isn't that crazy? I got to go to work with her and um, had a ton of volunteer hours by the time I went, but I was a senior, a junior and senior in high school when I had decided wow. that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so, and we actually, my first, one of my, when I first started, I did PRN and at Cleveland Clinic Children's Rehab with her, um, which was kind of interesting, but I was nervous to specialize in pediatrics as my first job, but then ended up really enjoying outpatient neuro and the management track. So it's really fun to have a colleague as a sister and to bounce things off of each other, even though our career paths could be totally different. Wow, that is so neat. So she works primarily in pediatrics then? Yes, yep. And, and she's she at go- the end of her career. Like, it, that's what's interesting. It's like, I'm kind of in, you know, full swing in my first third of my career and she's kind of counting down towards the end of her career. How interesting. Yeah. So you're more mid-career and she's more late. Yep. Career. So how yeah, she's always been kind of one step ahead. So kind of you've gotten yes. to see what it looks like on the other side. Yep. Uh, yep. Does she do any work in academia as well? No, absolutely okay. not. And she's uh has a lot of respect for my full-time transition. <laughs> yes, and congratulations, and especially very fun uh to go back to your alma mater. Always that that full circle is really. I think that that's yes, kind of really exciting to kind of see it from the other side at the same university. It's exciting, although intimidating. It's almost like I felt like I had bigger shoes to fill because I was a graduate um, and sitting across the table from my professors who have accomplished so much in their academic career. Yes. And here I am, um, pretty green. I had been teaching and involved with the program uh, for about eight years prior to my full-time transition. And it's it, it, there is a lot more to the full-time academic career than I think people give it credit for. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's been really fun and challenging and probably one of the most difficult transitions of my um, journey, but it's very rewarding. 
Yeah, it is. And I think it's a good reminder now whether imposter syndrome is real and what causes it of a topic for a different podcast. But I do think that it's always a good reminder to, you know, early career clinicians or students or people who want to be physical therapists that we all have the same feeling, no matter what level we're at. As soon as you're the president of the APTA or the dean of a college or a new professor, like that feeling of wanting to grow into your role is, it's just constant every step. And I didn't, I didn't know what that was called. I never knew what that feeling was called until I had a student mention that. I'm like, hmm, what is that? And then I was connecting with one of my former employees for coffee and telling about, my gosh, this is really hard. And he, yeah. he had referenced imposter syndrome too. And I was like, what? And so then I started reading and I'm like, this is exactly what I'm feeling. And to be uh, interesting enough, and to be honest, like this is an area that I'm choosing to focus my research on. Um, which I'm pretty excited because I'm experiencing it simultaneously while wanting to be able to support our students and young clinicians as they transition to their different stopping points in their career. So you're doing some research on, on an imposter syndrome as well right now. Yeah. Imposter syndrome and maladaptive perfectionism, and then also working a little bit in population health always okay and I think I think people will probably find that research interesting yeah so there's a lot of information emerging yeah absolutely absolutely so Michelle what is your position in the balance and fall special interest group and what kind of projects have you been involved with so far okay so I am the vice chair and um I happen to teach with uh, Debbie Espy who's the chair and she's like you know, I know this is your first year and all, but why don't you come join me in the balance and fall sick? I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I can do everything <laughs> and anything. And uh, um, next thing I know, I was like self-appointed to a position of vice chair that somebody had stepped away from. And I was like, what am I getting into? <laughs> um, but it has been really, uh, <laughs> it has been a really awesome opportunity to connect with clinicians and other professionals from around the country, which my scope has been kind of narrow thus far in my career journey. So I'm appreciating that. We've been working on writing our mission, vision, and values and um, kind of establishing our organization through um, an org chart, which I love that kind of stuff from my managerial background. So I have an affinity towards those types of projects and I'm looking forward to learning more about my role and um, the opportunity to connect nationally. Yeah, and I can say I very much appreciate that you like doing those things because as a <laughs> member of the special interest group, that is not necessarily in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so thank Everybody you for has- on that. And I've been excited working on the mission vision, kind of looking at what we wanna focus on the next couple of years as well. That's been very fun for me also as a new member. Yeah, it's exciting to think, to be in a position where you're starting to create something that has been well-established and has has done some really good things for the organization. Um, but I, I always like a refresh. I like the opportunity to participate in a refresh and to be able to do things a little differently and, and narrow focus for moving forward. Absolutely. Um, okay, so our interview wrap-up questions. These are um, some puns, so falls in balance. So what mm-hmm. about PT have you fallen in love with? Wow, um, my, my loves have changed, interestingly enough. Um, what I love about PT is the ability to use science and to use compassion and empathy when having an interaction with an individual. Um, I've, you know, I think we all have an affinity to want to help people and help people get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I feel like it's, it's more than that. And I, I appreciate the wellness model, um, and establishing relationships. That's what brings me the most joy. Um, I, I miss my touches with patients routinely, um, since transitioning into the academic culture and hopefully we'll be able to find some time to reconnect um, with the patient care side of things that makes me feel good about what I'm doing. Absolutely. I I can empathize with that as someone who recently transitioned to academia in the last three years as well. 
that there you can have a couple of competing joys and sometimes yeah. leaning to one means you might miss a little bit uh for miss one for a little bit so yep. i definitely yep. understand that uh okay so michelle last question is how do you keep it all in balance <laughs> i.e what's giving you joy outside of pt right now well um i'm this is an area i'm struggling with um i think it's interesting i believe that there is a personality type that finds its way through PT school and into our profession. And it's about giving and doing all for others and sometimes not spending enough time for yourself. So I Amen. find that I, that is hard work for me to have balance, but I enjoy spending time with my husband and our dogs and two children and being outside and being on our boat. Um, but it's been hard to, in my transition now to, I always feel like I'm out there's always something to read or something to do or an idea to write down or something. The mm -hmm. creativity that has come from a clinic transition to academia has been overwhelming. I didn't realize I had this in me. You know, you don't really think about it when you're on the scheduled time clock of patient to patient and dealing with, you know, putting out fires every day. So um, it's hard to find balance and carve out time to, to nurture your soul and to refresh even on breaks. It's like, you're always planning for the next semester. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're spending a little bit of time getting outside on the boat, spending time yeah. with your family. If, if you're going to yeah. spend time at anything, that sounds like a, a worthwhile time to me for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Michelle Collins, the vice chair of the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so now we have Laura here with us. And Laura, my first question for you is, tell me what is your PT journey? And so by that, you know, kind of where'd you go to school? What led you to that school? If, if that was something particularly interesting and where have you worked and where are you now? Perfect, yes, well, hello everybody. My name's Laura Jacobs. Um, I grew up in California area. I went to Cornell College for my bachelor's degree to major in biomechanics. It's a school, little school in Iowa. And then I moved on to receive my doctorate of physical therapy at the University of Minnesota and became a proud golden gopher. <laughs> um, throughout my clinicals over time, I was eventually drawn to working with the neurological population. Originally, I thought I would go into orthopedic or sports just with my athletics background, but I was really drawn to working with the, the neurologically impaired population and wanted to specialize in this area. So I went on to pursue a residency at the Minneapolis VA. And I had the honor to be the first resident throughout this program, which was a really fantastic experience. And from there, I have worked in a number of clinics, both inpatient, outpatient with a broad neuro experience. Um, my special interest is specifically in balance and gait disorders, including falls prevention, uh, which is how I got interested and involved with the SIG. Currently, my full-time job is working for a medical device company called RX Function, which has a device called Wacusins to help people with peripheral neuropathy improve their balance and reduce their fall risk um, because this patient population has lost that critical somatosensory input for balance. And so our device is working to replace that lost sensory nerve function, which is a really exciting role and a really interesting way to apply my, my PT skills and knowledge. And I get to do a variety of things. So I really enjoy that role. But I also work part-time in outpatient neuro and the acute care setting to continue that patient care interaction and maintain my license. But um, I greatly enjoy working in the variety of settings that I do. And I'm grateful to have the range of opportunities that, again, utilize my PT skills and knowledge. Wow, what an interesting career trajectory. Um, so fascinating that you were the first resident at uh, the... Was it the Minnesota VA? Minneapolis VA, yep, in Minnesota. VA. Yeah, and then taking you through direct clinical care as kind of your primary focus into now um, working in the role that you're in right now. It's just, it's so interesting for me to talk to everyone and have a conversation about where they are and for people to, I think, get a sense of all the different kind of roles that a physical therapist can fill throughout their career. Yeah, absolutely. I never would have guessed that I would be where I'm at today if you would have asked me at the start of PT school, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a journey and it's been great. Well, thank you uh, so much for 
sharing all that with me. And so my next question is about the, the special interest group. So what specifically is your role in the Balance and Falls special interest group? And for someone who doesn't know anything about a SIG, what does that role even mean? Yeah, great. So I am in my third year of my first term on the nominating committee within the SIG. And this role in specific is responsible for engaging physical therapists who might be interested in getting involved in the ANPT, but specifically individuals who have a passion for falls uh, prevention and balance who want to be a part of the special interest group within the ANPT. So we encourage individuals to um, one, get involved, but see if they might be interested in running for positions and help to fill the slate for the next year's committee positions for the elections. As part of this position or the, the nominating committee in general, because we have several nominating committee members, we also engage with individuals who are running for the different positions, talk to them about what the position entails. We give them an overview of the SIG's mission and goals. And again, see if that interested individual wants to submit their name for election. So that's sort of the main, the main, I guess, role for, for this position um, responsibility. But we also help, or I also help with different projects that might be going on within the SIG, whether it's a newsletter or an article review or any other of those side projects, because we all sort of divide and conquer. Right. It's a, it's a small but mighty team that runs each special interest group. Absolutely. Uh, and I'd be remiss to not mention that nominations are currently open and will be closing in, is it March, correct? Yes. Yep. Great. So for anyone who's listening, who's interested, that information can be found on the ANPT's website. Or if you go to CSM, all of the SIGs will be there ready to discuss uh, any of the different open roles in any of the SIGs or in the ANPT. Perfect. Yeah, that's a great plug. It's a <laughs> I am. I'm not. I'm never ashamed of a, of a plug. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, so the last question to wrap it up is um, the last two questions actually are: uh, What about PT have you fallen in love with? So what gives you joy in the world of physical therapy? Yeah. So I love the pun, by the way, in the question. Falls, but, falls in balance. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so I knew I wanted to be a PT since I was probably a sophomore in high school, and my grandmother, who was older at the time, she was receiving physical therapy from, from a hip fracture, and she worked with some really wonderful people that helped her improve her mobility and really motivated her to exercise because she wasn't an exerciser at that time in her life. And she spoke really highly of her therapists and therapy in general, which was really encouraging to hear um, how much gratitude she had for these providers. So I was very intrigued by that role. And I also really enjoy the elements of the, the science and the art behind physical therapy. So to have the opportunity to allow me to meld my compassion to want to help people and also be able to use critical thinking skills um, and apply that to working with patients was really interesting. So um, it brings me a lot of joy now when I work with patients to know that I'm making a difference for them. I'm helping them accomplish their goals and truly overall helping improve their quality of life. So that's sort of why I've fallen in love with it and have stayed very passionate about it over the years. Yeah, that's such a cool story. And I think that really taps into that real change in people's lives that we can make, um, yeah. especially in the areas of fall prevention and balance intervention. Yeah. yeah, it's a unique opportunity. Yeah. So then the last wrap up, last pun is how do you keep it all in balance? So what gives you joy outside of the world of physical therapy? Yeah, great question. Um, so outside of work, I really enjoy being actor active. I was a very avid runner up until a couple of years ago when I had my daughter. Um, but I find joy spending quality time with my husband, with my friends, um, participating in a member of my church and getting involved there. Um, like I mentioned, I've recently in the last couple of years become a mom, which is just the most challenging but yet humbling role. And it brings a tremendous amount of joy. So I love spending time with my daughter on my days off and just watching her grow and seeing all the amazing neurological development, especially when she was really <laughs> little. <laughs> um, the little nerd in me is really excited about that. But um, yeah, just watching her her grow up and make sure that I slow down enough to really enjoy that time and, and to learn from her too. So whether I'm spending time with friends or family, just enjoying that quality time with those around me and preferably getting out and being active or being outside if possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, how old is your daughter? She is almost two. 
Wow. Congratulations. I have a two and a half year old as well. So I definitely understand that it's such a fun time to, to really see development in, in action. Yeah. It's a busy, but really fun uh, time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura. So now we have Jen Nash here and Jen, the first question I'd like you to answer is your PT journey. So tell me what brought you into the world of physical therapy and what roles have you served um, in physical therapy? All right, thanks, Marissa. So my PT journey began um, at Northern Arizona University several, a couple decades ago, I guess now. Um, and I got my master's of physical therapy from NAU. And then um, soon after went on to get my doctorate degree from the same university since I was living in Arizona. I became enamored with physical therapy um, during my undergraduate years when I was really searching for what was my passion. And I did um, a wonderful project where I had to interview three different uh, professionals out in the field who that was was really up to me and I got to decide a nutritionist, a physical therapist and a medical doctor. Oh. And just by interviewing those three, I was able to realize my love for exercise and to help people um, be able to do the things they wanted to do would be real well married with physical therapy. So that's, that's how I got there. That's where I went to school being NAU. And then I st started my career in Scottsdale, Arizona at um, a level one trauma institution, um, a hospital system that really provided me um, the breadth and depth I needed and wanted to grow as a young professional. Yeah. I actually, you know, I stayed there for 10 years, uh, uh, rising through the ranks after, you know, experiencing several different uh, uh, settings, like different floors of the hospital, doing outpatient as well as inpatient, and then finally fell in love with inpatient rehab for the second half of that, those 10 years. I only moved to Las Vegas because my husband, who is in gaming, um, needed to move. So uh, I think I'd still be at that hospital system. It uh, provided so much um, and so many great friendships um, through the years. So when I moved to Las Vegas, I had two young kids and um, started slowly, but worked um, in my love, neurologic physical therapy, which I had gotten my specialty degree also um, when I was in Arizona. And so um, I started here with some acute care work, as well as working at a balance and vestibular clinic. Um, and, you know, I stayed there until I moved into academia. Um, it was a brief move. Uh, mm -hmm. It got me um, just a year in academia before Cleveland Clinic came and um, uh, was looking to um, have me help them open up their outpatient neurologic rehab center. So I was able to do that for five years. Um, and then my kids were getting older and I, I really wanted some more autonomy with my schedule and, mm -hmm. um, and went to UNLV, which is where I currently am. That's great. You know, what has been so interesting for me listening and having conversations with different members of the, the Bounce and Falls special interest group is, um, just the relationship between the personal life and the professional life and how many people have really found a way to serve the profession and how their family life has kind of impacted the decisions they made, but it's really kind of brought them into some new, really cool, interesting areas. And it sounds like that's happened with you as well. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, so tell me now, Jen, about the position you hold in the Balance and Falls special interest group and what that position entails and any interesting, exciting projects you're working on? Well, I have been um, nom or elected, I guess, as chair elect. So mm -hmm. I'm super excited to hold this position for a year and learn from our brilliant chair, Debbie Epsi, as she is helping me uh, with that transition uh, into leadership. I have been you know, involved in balance and fall prevention uh, for many years, but this is going to be my first uh, post uh, on the SIG. Mm -hmm. Right now, I am lucky enough to be working on the newsletter. 
also working with the Tri Alliance, which is the balance and fall SIGs for not only neurology, but also the geriatric and oncology academies. So that has been really exciting. And then we also are working with the geriatric, uh, the Academy of Geriatrics on a balance and fall toolkit. And so those are the main projects right now. And then gearing up to um, take over the SIG leadership uh, at CSM. That's exciting. That's a, a number of exciting projects. And the Tri Alliance, is there anything that we can look forward to coming out in the next year or any exciting projects going on with the Tri Alliance? I know that's a, an interesting partnership that I didn't know about until I joined the, um, the special interest group. Yeah, I, I found it to be one of the reasons I really wanted to get involved with the neurologic um, SIG because I have such... Um, a strong interest and working relationship with a lot of the clinicians in the Academy of Geriatrics, Balance mm -hmm. and Falls SIG. And so we are doing, you know, I think this great partnership where we're able to see what each other is doing. What we have just come off of is the um, National Fall Prevention Awareness Month and the activities around that. We were putting together um, basically a toolkit uh, to provide to all of our members uh, in helping them understand what they can do to um, promote fall prevention and how to screen and what resources are available to include in activities around fall prevention. That's great. That's that's really important work. And I'm really glad that you're working on that with the other special interest groups. You know, it, I think it's important because you don't want um, the different SIGs to be working on similar projects where instead of working with each other, we're kind of working in the same thing and duplicating efforts. So I think that's really important that um, that the SIGs are working together. So I'm glad that you're involved in that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The last two questions are a little bit more fun. And I think you already answered this one a little bit. So what about PT have you fallen in love with? You hinted at that a little bit. Do you have anything to kind of add um, to what you've fallen in love with in the world of physical therapy? Sure. Yeah. Like I mentioned, you know, exercise is really important to me and I love uh, allowing others to have better opportunities to move. But where I really fell in love is that older adult and those with neurologic uh, difficulties, dysfunctions, disorders. And so really trying to get that group of people um, a better quality of life is, is really what fuels my passion. So I teach in the neurologic um, track. I, I work with um, people who have uh, neurodegenerative diseases as well as stroke and spinal cord injury. So I, I just really enjoy working with those who have got some type of disease, dysfunction, or maybe a trauma that has impacted their life so much and trying to help them um, find options of movement so that they can have their best life. Yeah, I love that. I think that that, that sounds like something uh, a lot of people could probably um, kind of feel connection with as well, that that's, those are the things that really kind of make their heart sing about, about physical therapy. So last question, non-PT related. So how do you keep it all in balance? What do you spend time doing and what gives you joy outside of the world of physical therapy? Outside the world of physical therapy. Well, I feel like my world of physical therapy is so big that I'm fortunate <laughs> enough, right, to have um, a wonderful family. I have two great uh, teenage girls, uh, so they keep me quite busy, both in high school. Um, my labradoodle, it gives me lots of great snuggles, uh, and I, I guess I have to you know, make this huge plug about my husband because without his support, I couldn't do any of what I do. Um, but I have a wonderful husband, Todd, who supports me through this crazy world. And, uh, you know, besides that, we like to be active. We like to get out. I love the sport of triathlon. Um, although I haven't competed in a few years, uh, I still practice all of the activities like I'm going to anytime soon or sometimes. I soon. love that. You're just always training just in case. Just in case. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to give a, a formal thank you to Todd Nash. Yeah. yeah Todd thank, Nash. You, thank you so much for all you do to support the world of physical therapy through your, uh, through your family support. I think that that's important. We all need people in our families, whether it's, um, you know, spouses, parents, the, the work we do isn't done if we don't have people in our lives making it possible. And so I think that that, that is a good plug. 
So thanks, Todd. So true. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right. So now we have Nate Casey here with us. And Nate, my first question for us to get to know you a little bit better is to give us your background. What is your PT journey so far? Yeah, uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on today. I'm excited to be able to share uh, information about myself and uh, my roles in the SIG. Um, really passionate about everything that we do uh, as a SIG. So thank you so much for having me on. Um, so my, uh, my background, um, I graduated from PT school at Cleveland State University in 2015. Um, after graduating from PT school, I accepted a position in uh, neuroresonancy at Ohio State that was a 13-month program where I spent six months in inpatient neuro, uh, six months in outpatient neuro, and then a month in acute care. Um, after residency, I felt like I um, had gotten a really good um, background for uh, all things neuro. I have nothing but good things to say about residencies in general. Um, but I ended up accepting a job on the outpatient spinal cord team at Ohio State uh, after the completion of my residency. Um, I was there for about uh, eight or nine months um, before I transitioned over to inpatient rehab, um, which was my true passion uh, throughout residency. And when the opportunity opened up, um, I jumped on it. So uh, I was on the um, inpatient spinal cord team uh, at Dodd Hall Rehabilitation Hospital at Ohio State uh, for about eight years. Um, I uh, worked, uh, like I said, primarily on the spinal cord team, and that was about 75% of what I did. Um, and then the other 25% of the time, uh, I um, focused on uh, complex rehab technologies, so um, fitting, prescribing, um, group three power wheelchairs uh, or K5 manual chairs, um, and helping to match people with the right equipment that would help keep them as independent as possible. Um, about uh, three months ago, I actually transitioned out of that role, though, and accepted a job with a company called New Motion, um, where I work as an assistive technology professional. So I really dove into um, the complex rehab technology side of things um, a little bit more head on. Um, and so uh, my wife and I now live in Salt Lake City where um, I work for New Motion and primarily work with some of the major hospital systems here in the area to help uh, fit um, and prescribe uh, the right equipment to help keep people as independent as possible. How very interesting that your career brought you through residency, outpatient, inpatient, and now on um, the side of complex, uh, complex equipment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. Uh, it's been quite a journey over the past. Uh, gosh, I've only been a PT for um, eight years now, so um, wow. I've I've worn a lot of different hats, but um, it's it's been really fun. Uh, I really uh, am super passionate about all things neuro rehab and, and definitely the seating side of things as well. Yeah, and what about the new position has been particularly fulfilling? It sounds like a very different kind of role, but I bet it it has its own interesting challenges in a good way. It definitely does. I think uh, one of my favorite things about it so far is all the learning that I've been able to do. Um, so I have a really great uh, team and, and uh, my company, New Motion, has a really, really great uh, support system and education system. So I've been able to, to learn a ton um, in just my two and a half, three months of, of working with New Motion so far. Um, that and, and I would say, you know, just being able to, to really help people um, stay as independent and as functional as possible. You know, I mean, a lot of times in neuro rehab, we know that there's a really long recovery process that happens after any kind of injury, um, mm -hmm. but the right equipment at the right time can really help to open so many doors for people. And I, I think, you know, being able to, to help with, uh, with matching people with the right equipment at the right time um, and seeing the joy on their faces when they are able to do something independently that they didn't think they would be able to do previously. I think that's probably the, the thing that I've loved the most so far. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Nate. Um, that's quite a, like I said, an interesting journey. And I think it's been so fascinating for me to hear all the different paths that a PT can take, and, and especially in this world of neuro rehab. Absolutely. Yep. So now a question about your participation in the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group. What is your current position in the SIG and what exactly does that position entail? Yeah, sure. So um, I came um, onto the SIG 
uh, a couple years ago, um, I initially served as the interim secretary um, after uh, one of our uh, previous secretaries retired mm-hmm. um, and stepped down from her post. Um, after that, uh, I fell in love with working with the um, SIG and, and being a part of the ANPT. Um, mm-hmm. So I ran for re-election of that position um, a few years ago um, and was elected. Um, so my role as secretary um, is to help with communication and coordination among uh, the group members of the SIG, um, mm-hmm. but then also to help with outreach to um, all the SIG members that we serve. So um, there's a couple different ways that we do that. Uh, a lot of times it's um, coordinating with newsletters, um, mm-hmm. helping with uh, sharing of information, um, collaborating with uh, all the different SIGs at CSM, um, and trying just to um, you know, share as many resources among our group and among all the different SIGs uh, and, you know, really benefiting the members through the sharing of that information. Well, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for your service. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I, I like I said, I, I love working with the SIG. It's a, a great group of great group of clinicians and um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. That's been my experience as well so far. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So the last two questions are a little bit more fun, not that those weren't fun, but um, <laughs> so in the so in the realm of uh, making good or bad puns, depending on who you are, and the bounds and falls sig. So what about PT have you fallen in love with? So what about PT gives you joy? We touched on this a little bit, but you can expand on it. Um, we'll pick something else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the the biggest things that give me joy um, are just helping people to to realize that life goes on after some kind of neurologic injury. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, you know, people are in a really, really dark spot um, when, you know, they have their whole life flipped upside down because of some unforeseen event. And so um, helping to, to um, you know, expose people to uh, different equipment or different techniques or um, whatever it is that that, you know, whatever realm you're working in, whether you're in that the, the complex rehab technology side or in the physical therapy side, um, you know, helping people to, to maximize their capacity um, and show them that, you know, life does go on and that you can still maintain a high degree of independence and have um, a high degree of life satisfaction, uh, you know, through um, all the different things that we can expose people to. Yeah, absolutely, Nate. I think that those are some great points and those are things that I definitely know um, I can appreciate as well when I'm in clinical practice, so. Absolutely. Well said. Um, And then the last question is, how do you keep it all in balance? So what do you do for fun? What gives you joy outside of PT? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, So uh, as I mentioned, my wife and I uh, just moved to Salt Lake City um, about three months ago. Uh, We moved from Ohio. So um, it's been quite a big change since uh, moving out here, but it's been a blast so far. Um, So my wife and I have uh, two dogs and a cat. Um, we like to get outside as much as possible. Um, and, uh, I'm quickly finding that there's, uh, very few places that I've ever been that are as amazing of, uh, like a, a place to be able to get outdoors and explore, uh, compared to Utah. So, um, yeah. that's been an absolute blast so far. Um, my wife and I, uh, love hiking, love camping. Um, we love mountain biking. Um, we, uh, are excited for winter to be able to, uh, to get out and hit the ski slopes too. So, um, basically anytime when I'm not at work, uh, I try and and be outside as much as possible. Very nice. That's great. Um, it's been interesting to hear that's actually been a consistent theme. Lots of hikers in our, in our special interest group. I didn't realize that. So, um, (laughs) I love that. Yep. Uh, I think, I think. <laughs> Maybe we can find a uh, a time to go on a hike near San Diego when we're all at CSM potentially, or something of the sort. There you go. That sounds like a great idea. I'd love to yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Nate, thank you so much for joining me today for sharing um, your history and physical therapy, your current participation in the SIG, and and um, all that you shared today. And I think that um, I'm I'm looking forward to working with you some more. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you so much for, uh, for hosting this. And um, just a message to everybody else that, that's listening to the podcast, get involved yeah. with the SIGs. It's a, it's a really, really great opportunity um, to uh, be able to, to have a really cool network of people um, that, uh, that all have shared interests and, and common goals. So um, get involved, reach out. Um, it's, a, it's a great thing to be involved in. Yeah, I love the plug. I love the plug for sure. Um, and 
I brought up CSM, but if, you, if anybody is attending CSM, that's a great time to meet uh, those of us that are part of the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group, any of the other special interest groups of the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy. Um, there's usually a couple of different events that you can meet us. And so that would be a good way to do that. Or you can watch the website right now. There are leadership elections. And so those nominations are being accepted uh, through the spring. So that's two, two potential ways to get involved. Yes, absolutely. All right, great. Well, Nate, thank you so much. And uh, we will talk again. All right, so now we have Debbie Espy joining us. And uh, Debbie, first thing I'd like to hear from you is just share with me what your PT journey is. So your education background, uh, some of the roles that you've been in throughout your career and what role you're serving right now as a physical therapist. Great. I um, So I grew up, my father was quadriplegic and that introduced me to the idea of physical therapy. And I had kind of always wanted to be a doctor, but in seeing physical therapy in action, um, it let me see the PT spent a lot more time with patients and had a bigger sort of impact on a holistic level. So undergrad in biology, and then I went to um, Virginia Commonwealth. It was MCV at the time, but Virginia Commonwealth now for my PT degree, and then moved to Chicago. And I worked in a big um, urban health center, health, health system in Chicago for 15, 18 years. And I worked primarily in, well, I guess not primarily in anything. I worked all over the place. I did acute care, acute rehab, <laughs> outpatient neuro, cardiac rehab, orthotics and prosthetics. And I had um, a really fun position one day a week with the assistive technology unit. So I would pair with an engineer and we would take a big van out and go around and prescribe and fix and build seating systems, adaptive equipment, home modifications, that kind of thing. Um, wow, so, that is really neat. Yeah, so I got to do a lot of different things actually. And because it was a, a large health system, I was also able to go back and do my PhD while I was still working, which I did. I, my PhD was in movement science. And when I graduated, I um, found the position I liked in Cleveland. So moved to Cleveland and I've been teaching since 2010 and teach primarily in neuro, but also functional anatomy. And my research is largely balance, falls prevention, dosage, intensity and balance training. I also am part of a big group with a, a large grant to sort of change the way education happens for primarily engineering students, but also other PhD trained students in how people approach prescribing or building or imagining technology for users with disabilities. So rather than saying we have this cool thing we just invented, we built, how can we make it work for somebody with a disability? to learn to go to the, the community or the person with a disability and ask, what could you use and figure out how to build that? Very interesting. That's a, a really kind of rooted in the way we're thinking about knowledge translation more in the contemporary concepts. Right, exactly. And in, in looking at um, disability studies and um, yeah, some of those sorts of things rather than just rehab in the sense of pure rehab, the way we've conceptualized it traditionally. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds a lot more kind of rooted in um, the needs of multiple stakeholders, really rooted in that kind of disability rights. Um, Correct. Rooted solely in technology and capacity right. technology. Really, really cool. And where did you say you're on faculty now? Cleveland State University. So it's a university with a, a mission for um, health disparities and urban health. Oh, how interesting. What a, so what a good match with exactly some of your personal experience and the projects you're involved in right now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. What an interesting career you've had so far. I'm excited to see um, where some of those, those research projects go, both in technology and prescribing balance exercises and fall prevention, some really, really important areas. Thanks. I'm interested to see where they go to. <laughs> 
Um, and then right now, the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group, what is your current position? What does that mean for those of us who are uninitiated or those of listeners who are uninitiated? And any interesting projects that you've been involved in the last uh, last year related to this? Yeah. yeah. So I am the chair right now. This is my last year's chair. So we have a chair elect for this year. So I'm working with her for her to come up to speed with what the responsibilities and sort of just the logistics of, of being the chair are. I was also vice chair for a while and secretary for a while. So I've, I've had different roles within the SIG and the SIG has grown quite a bit um, over that, that period of time. I think all of the SIGs within the ANPT have actually grown quite a bit. And the ANPT has really added some structure and some foundation to the work the SIGs do which is nice. The thing that I guess I'm excited about right now, personally within the SIG is the Tri-Alliance. So we have gotten together our SIG with the Balance and Falls SIGs from APTA Jerry and APTA Oncology. And the three SIGs together um, have worked to disseminate information about falls clinics during um, falls prevention awareness week and also during the um, just... National PT Month, but we're also pre- preparing a presentation that that's a lot of alliteration <laughs> for um, CSM, where we're looking at frailty and falls prevention and balance training among people who are frail, sort of through the lens of just general geriatrics or oncology or neuro um, diagnoses. So that'll be any chance you know when that presentation will be? I do. It is, I believe it's the Friday 8 a.m. session at CSM. Okay, all right. But we will, in our um, next newsletter, I think we'll try to put out a list of of, um, sort of really focused balance and falls sessions. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, we've got some good people working on the communications in the newsletter. So, and Jen mentioned um, the... Uh, try lines as well. So really interesting work happening there. And that's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. It's something that my predecessor had started. She just reached out to the the other two SIGs and it's um, kind of taken off from there. Yeah. And it's great for us to focus on some of our special areas as well as work together on areas of common goals so that that work isn't being, you know. Exactly. And as it, as it so happens, people tend not to fall into just one category. (laughs) Crazy. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So last two questions are a little more fun. So what about PT have you fallen in love with? And this can be right now, what's making your heart sing or over the span of your career? So over the span of my career, I have loved PT, and I would say particularly neuro PT, but but all PT, for sort of the the challenge of it, the problem solving, like the openness to being able to find new solutions, bigger solutions, better solutions, more personalized solutions from the knowledge that's there, rather than it being, let me just pull this one thing out of this one box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that applies probably across all of the, all of the different areas I've worked more recently. So more immediately, um, I like lifelong learning and I really like seeing students start to get that, that bug of, Oh, I can take all these tools and I can pull them together and I can, really tailor it to this person. I can mix and match and I can then go look up this other thing because I need to know this, this other piece. And I love seeing the students sort of move from, you know, they're, they're very, I'm going to take the range of motion and do these special tests to, I have a whole idea about how they're moving and motor control and motor learning. And I'm going to pull those pieces together and really find something that works for that person. Um, I also, I mean, as evidenced by the ATU and by this grant, I really like technology. I've served on dissertation committees for engineering students, and I think there's an awful lot of potential for technology to not replace PTs, but to be much better tools for PTs. I think that there's too much of a dichotomy right now. You know, so we have this robotic device or this FES device, and it's an either or, you know, it's 
you're going to either go the PT route or you're going to go the have this device route. And I think that there's just way too much potential for those two to work together. Yeah, what an interesting point. Um, I really like how you how you said that, that it doesn't have to be either or. I think that's a good comment about, about the use of technology. Yeah. Especially yeah. about robotics, seating technology, right. uh, functional electrical stimulation. I think those are some good examples of ways that it can be uh, an added benefit or a, right. you know, something that works within the plan of care that a physical therapist yeah. can right. focus. And I think that that having professionals in both fields trained or at least familiar with what the other does. So PTs, PT students need to be not so afraid of technology or learning how to use technology or even be creative with technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, engineers in how to approach patients and think about movement and think about the whole person in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is a really good um, goal for us to shoot for together, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So the last question is, how do you keep it all in balance? So what are you doing to give you joy outside of the world of physical therapy? I'm not sure I would I would actually um, say that I, I maintain balance because I'm not sure I do. You but... are not the first person to say that. I really think that uh, <laughs> you might need to do a little, a couple self-care workshops among the ANPT possibly. I, I think that would not be a bad idea at all. <laughs> but, um, things I do like to do... Um, is be outside. So I live in Northern Ohio and right now it is, um, I like the saying, I don't know, maybe Norway, I went for a conference one time and sort of the mantra was that there's really no bad weather. There's just, you know, the wrong clothes. Mm. So being able to be outside as often and as much as possible. And then the other, my, I guess our biggest, my husband and I um, hobby or activity these days is biking. And so we've he bikes a lot. I bike as much as I can. And we've um, gone on bike tours. So sort of end to end, pack everything you're going to take and, you know, spend four or five days biking from one place to another. And Oh, very fun. So kind of bike camping or, oh, that is so interesting. Is this road biking or kind of mountain biking? Road biking. I'm, I'm not good enough for mountain biking. So yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see how, cl- how where we were on the adrenaline spectrum. So yeah, no, I am not an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a very good grouping activities. I would uh, recommend that you just try to do them even more than maybe to keep it all in balance. <laughs> yes. And Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing kind of your personal connection to PT, the things that really keep you going and all of your participation in the special interest group. And and we really appreciate your service as the chair for the last few years. And I'm excited to see where we go as you leave this position and what you do uh, after that. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast of the Balance and Falls Special Interest Group of the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy. For more information, please see the show notes or visit neuropt.org. Thank you.